The Major League Baseball season is over as the Houston Astros finished off the Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend in the World Series. So that means the offseason is underway. So with that, we're going to start things off by taking a look at the current roster for the Atlanta Braves, ranking them by tier. Who is the superstar? Who is untouchable? Who can they do without? We'll go through the roster like that, go through some key offseason dates as well. A lot to talk about coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we talk about your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. We're about to go over 3,000 subscribers, which is just insane so i appreciate all the support there if you are watching this video hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell help us continue to spread the word and as always thanks for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day continuing to post episodes daily throughout the off season and like i said in the open a lot to get to this off season i love the baseball off season look i certainly love when there's games happening on the field that is clearly the best but I do love the baseball offseason. You just never know when things are really going to crank up and get going, but certainly a lot to get to for the Braves this offseason, and we're going to talk all about that. I want to quickly give you some key offseason dates here to start, but then I want to get into player rankings. I want to just take stock of the current roster that the Braves have. You know, If they went into the season with what they have right now, and they're not going to, they're going to make moves, they're going to upgrade the roster for sure, but I want to go through and kind of rank the players by tiers. Who are superstar players, your cornerstone players? Who are your, your good players that you need? Who are your role players that, you know, maybe you can do without or perhaps where you could upgrade? And then who are some players that are tradable? Who are some players that maybe the Braves could look to trade this offseason because they have some depth there or they just don't make sense or where you can make an upgrade? So we're going to talk a lot about that on today's podcast. Always, if you're watching live, I really do appreciate it. I uh, got a good bit in here right now. So let me know your comments throughout the way as I go through this list, and then I'll get to those later in the podcast. But quickly, I want to just give a shout out to the Houston Astros. They took care of the NL East foe, Philadelphia Phillies, a really fun World Series, I thought. I heard some people saying they thought it was boring. I thought it was a really entertaining series. And the home run by Jordan Alvarez in Game 6 of the World Series, if for some reason you didn't, check it out go back and watch that i mean it it gave me a remembrance of not that i needed a reminder but jorge soler's home run in game six of last year's world series had that same kind of vibe that when soler hit it especially with the way max freed was pitching you knew the game was over same thing with your don alvarez home run which went 450 feet to dead center field you knew as soon as he hit that it was over and that was the astros world series Credit to them. I thought the Astros were the best team in baseball all year long. That's who I picked at the beginning of the postseason. I think it showed ultimately there's the depth of pitching that they had, you know, ran down that Phillies 
lineup who eventually just kind of cooled off those last three starts uh, from Christian Javier, Justin Verlander, and then Framber Valdez in the final game. I mean, that just showed where the Astros pitching was and hopefully where the Braves are going to get to. Look, and I talked with some people on Twitter about this as well. If the Braves played their best game, could they have beaten the Astros in the World Series? Yeah, I, I think so. But I do think the Astros were just a little bit more of a complete team and had a lot more depth in that rotation, or more depth. I wouldn't say a lot more, but especially, you know, they were pitching better at this time. Braves certainly were not as evident by their NLDS exit. But time to move on. World Series is over. I want to quickly give you some key offseason dates before I get into my player rankings. November 7th, the GM meetings. Probably not much going to happen there as the season just ended. But on November 10th, free agency officially begins. This is also the deadline to tender a qualifying offer, which the Braves most likely will to Dansby Swanson. It's also the deadline for most contract options, player options, team options, for them to make a decision for the Braves. That's Jake Odorizzi, and they're waiting to see if he's going to pick up that $12.5 million player option or if he will opt out, in which case he'll still get a pretty nice buyout. Uh, I tend to lean, and I think it could go either way. I tend to think he's going to opt out. Look, if he can get more than $6 million in free agency, or he thinks he can, it's really in the best interest of interest of Jake Odorizzi to opt out. That way he can go choose where he wants to play. Again, probably get more money out of it. And I don't really know what role he has with the Braves. I mean, to be quite honest, if he accepted that contract, I don't think you just throw him into the rotation. The Braves might because you'd be paying him $12 million. But I, I just think it's in the best interest of everybody, honestly, if he opts out of that contract, Braves still have to pay him, you know, again, I think it's six and a half million. And then he gets to choose where he wants to go. And he's probably going to get more than the other six million that he would have gotten. So um, I think he's going to opt out. I think the Braves are going to give Danzy Swanson a qualifying offer. I did want to say Joseph's recap commented, said, so happy for Dusty Baker going back to the World Series right there with you. I was so glad to see Dusty Baker get that World Series ring. I get a lot of people still mad at the Houston Astros, but I was happy for dusty baker all right after that november 15th is the deadline to accept or reject that qualifying offer so just five days there for those players to um to make that decision i think dansby will uh decline a qualifying offer but it's a 19.2 million dollar qualifying offer with the market the way it is and there's a lot of short stops i've talked about this before you know it might be in dansby's best interest to accept that one year qualifying offer come back next year well he'll likely be the the top of the shortstop market and see if he can get a big, big deal then. But I still think either way, it's probably his best shot now to try to get that long-term deal. November 15th is also the deadline to add, add eligible minors to your 40-man roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. Braves have several eligible for that. I do believe they will put a couple on there. Darius Vines, probably a one lock to be on there. Maybe Victor Vodnik as well. Uh, so a couple of names for the Atlanta Braves that they need to add to the 40-man roster by November 15th in order to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. November 18th, the non-tender deadline. A couple of candidates there as well. What are the Braves going to do with Tyler Matzik, Mike Soroka? Do they tender them contracts? Uh, Guillermo Heredia, another one they could non-tender. Uh, so that date is November 18th. And then December 5th through December 7th will be the winter meetings, you know, the crown jewel of the baseball offseason. A lot of stuff goes down there, or at least a lot of stuff is rumored and talked about. 
and that's December 5th through 7th. So things are going to start happening here rapidly over the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a lot to talk about, to discuss, and we'll know a lot more about what the offseason is going to look like. And also, Alex Anthopoulos has worked very quickly in the in the offseason, typically. When he has things he knows he wants to get done, he will knock those out early in the offseason. So be on the lookout for that as well. All right, I asked this question on Twitter. A lot of you responded there. And I asked right now, as the current Braves roster is constructed, how many wins would you project them to win? And, you know, that's a lineup of Acuna, Harris, Riley, Olsen, you know, Michael Harris, Darno, Contreras, Rosario, um, you know, just like it is. Arcia starting at shortstop, a rotation of Freed, Wright, Strider, Morton, a bullpen of Iglesias, Minter, McHugh, uh, Lee. How many games could that team win? Because I really think that's a pretty good team in a playoff contending team. A lot of you agreed with me. Uh, most of you said that that's probably an 85 to a 90 win team. And that's a that's a postseason team. Phillies just got in with that many wins. The Braves got in last year with 88 wins. So, look, I say that just to say the starting point of the offseason for the Braves is already a really good team, a playoff contending team obviously the Braves are going to go out and make moves they got to do something at shortstop um or left field and you know we've talked about the that they got to go out at least Dansby if not bring Dansby back at shortstop if a better move is to get a big bat in left field and then kind of do a stopgap situation at shortstop or maybe you let Arcia play there until Von Grissom is maybe ready if you feel like he can handle the position defensively so there's options to go about it. Either way, the Braves know they need to make some upgrades, create some more depth. But the whole point of that is just to say the team right now, when you enter the offseason, it's already at a really good point. There's a really good foundation there of a team that's ready to win and can compete to win, even, even if you did nothing else this offseason. But they're going to. You know Alex is going to, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about it. With that out of the way, when I come back, I want to start looking at the player tiers for this Atlanta Braves team, ranking the players, who's the superstars, who are the good players, who are the role players. We'll talk about all of that next. The NFL season is in full swing, and BetOnline.net has you for all the action out there, whether you're looking for scores, podcasts, highlights, analysis, everything that you need, you can get at bet online so make sure you go over there and check them out uh, right now you got chiefs and titans playing at the moment a lot of football action going on the nba is getting started up nhl uh, a lot of sports action going on and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts so let's start with our tier ranking. And I'm going to start with the superstars. These are the players that aren't going anywhere. Uh, these are your, your, your cornerstone players that you are building around for the next you know, 10 years. These guys are going to be the core of your foundation. Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Michael Harris. Position player-wise, those are your foundation players. There's one player in there I omitted. I'm going to get to him in a second. But for me, those are your foundation players. 
And whoever the Braves bring back at shortstop, you know, they bring back Dansby on a long deal. They go out and get a Correa or a Turner on a long deal. You could add them in there. But again, we're talking about as the roster stands right now, position player wise, it's Acuna, Riley, Olsen, Michael Harris. That's your core position player group. Everything else builds off of them. On the pitching side of things, in the starting rotation for me, it's Max Freed and it's Spencer Strider. And I think Spencer Strider, you know, could become the leader of that rotation. I think that highly of him. And I think that's the direction he's going. But for now, you know, it's Max Freed, Spencer Strider, one, two. You got some good pieces off of them, but those are the two guys you build the rotation around. And then I mentioned Rysel Iglesias and AJ Minter in that superstar category as well. With the way Rysel Iglesias pitched for the Braves down the stretch and how you know he's been obviously a really good closer, earned that big contract that he got from the Angels. And A.J. Minter, one of the most dominant relievers in all of baseball last year. I mean, those are two guys that to me are, are untouchable on this Braves team. That's what you build the bullpen around. And it helps that one's a ratty, one's a lefty. So to me, those are your superstars, guys who aren't going anywhere those are what you're building, you know, each piece of your team around. Position players, starting pitchers, bullpen, those are your guys. Now, for your good players, you know, these are your players that, that probably won't get moved. These are that you kind of build up those superstar players we just mentioned. And for me, it's Dylan, Dylan Lee and Colin McHugh. You know, those are guys that I feel like they're going to be a big part of the rotation. They're good pieces. They're good players, but not necessarily to that superstar level. Um, in the rotation, for me, it's Kyle Wright and Charlie Morton. You know, those are, are good players. And uh, maybe you, Kyle Wright, in that superstar level after the year he just had, let me know certainly in the chat or in the comments if you disagree with that. But for me, I still put him in that good category. Uh, he and Charlie Morton. Obviously, Charlie Morton coming off a disappointing season. I've got a lot of comments, people saying that the way they wish Charlie Morton would go away, that's not going to happen. He's going to be here. Let's just all hope he has a bounce-back season. And then position player-wise, these are your good players. And, again, some of these players are really good, all-star level good, but I'm still putting them in this good category. Travis Darno and William Contreras, to me, those guys aren't going anywhere. Together, they're a superstar, that's for sure. And, you know, they're obviously all-star level talents as well, but I still put them in that good category. But just the combination of those two makes them a superstar and then maybe this might be a controversial one. I put Ozzy Albies in the good player group. To me, he's not on that superstar level right now. Can he get there? Sure. But, you know, obviously 2022 is a lost season for Ozzy Albies. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He did not play good from the start. He got hurt, came back for a game and a half, got hurt again. 2022 is a lost season from him. So I got to knock him down a peg. Um, maybe before coming or coming into last season, maybe I would have put him in that superstar ca category because of what he brings you defensively. I, I honestly, and we, maybe this is a discussion for another day. If Ozzy were to come back in 2023 and he continues to kind of struggle at the plate, be more of a, a 230, 240 hitter, and Ozzy may be a guy that benefits more from the shift going away. We talk about it a lot with Matt Olson, but I think Ozzy could be a guy that benefits from that as well as you know when he's hitting left-handed he pulls a lot of balls to the right side but you know if he comes back and he just doesn't have it I wouldn't mind seeing Ozzy Albies in that nine spot we talked about on the last podcast that how great the nine hole was for the Braves last year and obviously anytime Ronald Acuna Jr. is batting 
behind you. I think that gives you a good bit of protection to have Ozzy Albies down in the nine spot where, you know, he can take you deep. If the pitcher tries to relax with the nine hole hitter, he can get on base and immediately gives you a speed threat ahead of the top of the order. I just, I'm not saying that's what the Braves should do. I think ideally if Ozzy is the player that he's been, we know him to be, I like him more in the, the fifth, sixth spot in the order, bringing in that, that production, uh, driving in runs. But I'm just saying if Ozzy, you know, continues to maybe regress a little bit hitting wise, maybe put him in that nine spot. I think that could be a, a situation where he, he thrives. Um, looking at role players for the Braves, I put Kirby Yates, Orlando Arcia, Guillermo Heredia, Eddie Rosario in this category. Um, Kirby Yates as a role player is just a situation where what can you expect from him? The Braves aren't going to move him. They're not going to do anything with him. They're just hoping he can be, you know, a solid right-handed reliever. Obviously, when you think of role players, it's either going to be, you know, your righty, lefty matchups in the bullpen, or it's going to be your bench players. Guillermo Heredia has one role. It's to wave some swords. It's to play some outfield defense every now and then. And that's pretty much it. Be a mascot for the team. Rosario at this point is a role player because he's just a left-handed bat to me off the bench. I don't think you can go into the year with Eddie Rosario being your starting left fielder. Um, so Orlando Arcia, you know, his role, he's just a utility player. He can fill in nicely if a guy's out, you know, on the IL for a week or two. Uh, certainly not somebody that you want to be your everyday, you know, infielder, but can play a lot of positions across the infield. And like I said, can serve for a while if you have a player out with an injury. So those are your role players. Players the Braves can do without um, that they could either cut, trade, get rid of. Heredia, in my mind, can go. I love the guy. I love the energy he brings and, you know, how good he is for the clubhouse. But the, the guy has the best $1 million job I think anybody can have. He hardly ever plays. He has fun and, and just makes a million dollars hanging out with, you know, some of the best players in all of baseball. Eddie Rosario, for me, I think that's somebody who can go if you can move him. And obviously, Marcelo Zuna, if you can move him, cut him, whatever. Those are players to me that can just automatically go. And I'm obviously not going through everybody on the 40-man roster. There's several relievers out there that the Braves can cut and are going to have to to make room for some of these prospects on the 40-man roster. And then finally, I want to talk about players who are tradable. And this is mainly some of your, your young players, some prospects that I think can trade. I got Ian Anderson on that list. Value is obviously very low, so I don't think there's much value in trading him right now. But if there's a team that, you know, thought they could fix him or wanted, you know, could give him a chance, you know, perhaps you package him in a deal with Ozuna and another prospect, uh, I could see the Braves, you know, moving on from Ian Anderson. I don't think they will, but to me, in my mind, he's become a player that's that's somewhat tradable if he has the value, obviously, in the right deal. Uh, Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock. These are all players in my mind who are tradable guys I like and guys I, I have you know big hopes for, but guys I feel like could be traded. Obviously, Rosario and Azuna are players that if they are tradable, I think could be traded as well. So that kind of goes through my tier list of players. Let me know in the comments what you think. Uh, do you have them ranked somewhere else? Do you have different feelings on some of these players? Do you still consider Ozzy Albies to be a superstar level player? Uh, let me know in your comments below and we'll get to those here next. 
All right, so let's jump into some of the comments. Got a, got a lot of uh, people in here tonight in the chat, and I do appreciate that. Um, Hines, Hines says, our boy Will Smith had more has more rings than Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that was something else from the World Series celebration. I completely forgot that Will Smith was on that team. And then we were out, or I saw him out there on the field celebrating afterwards, and it's kind of crazy. Will Smith, back-to-back World Series champion. Uh, Champs 2021 says, I was happy to see Bryce lose. I'm kind of over being mad at Bryce Harper. I honestly wish Brace fans would stop booing him. It just seems to feed him even more at this point. To me, he's just a fun player. I think he's kind of over some of that immaturity that he had earlier in his career. Um, but, you know, eat, teach their own. You want to boo Bryce Harper, by all means, and go for it. Can certainly understand it. The guy plays with an edge, may rub some people the wrong way. Uh, Joseph Recap says Sam Hilliard is uh, the newest Braves player. I did see him when I was going through the 40-man roster earlier that Sam Hilliard was added. Um, you know, another just you know low-key move, adding him to the 40-man uh, rosters, creating some more outfield depth. I think he's somebody, you know, that could replace Heredia. On the bench, I haven't really had a chance to to look at his splits or anything, but certainly somebody, you know, just to give you some more outfield depth. He had a career high 14 home runs last year, had a 757 OPS and 230 at bats for the Rockies. So you got to take that into mind. 28 years old, um, you know, high strikeout rate, 28.5 percent. So again, nothing that's really going to um, going to to move the needle at all. Um, but you know, certainly, certainly somebody that's just going to give you a little bit more depth, not a, not a big move there. Um, the, it looks like the Braves are sorry. Uh, they, uh, they traded Dylan Spain, um, as part of that deal for Sam Hilliard. Um, so just kind of Going through that tra- trade here kind of live as I missed that beforehand, but I did see him on the 40-man rosters going through that. So just a little bit of outfield depth for the Braves. I was going to check real quick to see um, if Sam Hilliard has some minor league options left. Uh, I would certainly hope so with the Braves making that type of deal um, because I, I would assume that he's probably doesn't have a spot on law. He doesn't have any minor league options. Okay, so that's a surprising move right there. Because Spain was not somebody that the Braves had on the 40-man roster. Maybe he is due a 40-man spot. I uh, apologize for the lateness of kind of looking into that one. But, again, you know, just some outfield depth there. Could be getting ready maybe to non-tender Guillermo Heredia to take his spot on the bench. Um, Acuna playing as a designated hitter, hitter for his Venezuelan team. Yeah, I mentioned that on Friday's podcast, and I believe that's supposed to – his first game is going to be November 23rd. I know it's at the end of November, so I think that's great. Uh, again, I said it on the last podcast, I think that's awesome for Acuna. Uh, I think that's awesome for Venezuela to be able to see him in person and watch that, and great job by the Braves allowing that to happen. After originally they said no, uh, great job allowing him uh, to to play in those games in front of his home country. I think that's going to be really cool, and I'm probably going to have to spend the 13 bucks or whatever it is so that I can watch those games uh, through that feed. Um, Champ 2021 says, I wish Freed would get extended. This is a good conversation, probably not for now, uh, but we may get into it. We talked about it last offseason. I think Alex Anthopoulos is just hesitant 
to extend pitchers. I know he did Spencer Strider, but a lot of that was just buying out his arbitration years. You still got Max Freed, you know, for a couple more seasons here under arbitration. And extending pitchers, especially into their 30s, is just very risky, especially at the price that Max Freed is going to cost. Um, yeah, I would love it. Look, I love Max Freed. I think he's proved his worth. He's he started, you know, there may have been a little questions early on about his um ability to stay healthy, stay on the field. I think he's kind of answered that. You know, I I would not hate it. I, I'll say that. I, I love Max Freed. I want him around for a long time. I also think Spencer Strider is going to overtake him as the ace of this team here before too long. Um, let's take this question here. Uh, team Rofa uh, says, if we let Swanson go, do we do everything in our power to get Trey Turner? One thing I do know about Alex Anthopoulos, he's not going to be forced into any situation. And if Dansby Swanson doesn't work out, yeah, he'll pivot and he'll try to make the best of a situation and he will get somebody. Same thing last year with Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, when it looked like Freddie Freeman wasn't going to work out for whatever reason, he quickly pivoted, went and got a really great player in Matt Olson. Look, if things don't work out with Dansby Swanson, I got all the comments that Alex Anthopoulos will do something whether that's Trey Turner's, Andrew Bogarts, uh, Carlos Correa, if it's a trade, Willie Adamas, Tim Anderson, whatever it may be, I got full confidence that Alex will get a solid replacement there. Um, but I would not put all my eggs in one basket for either Dansby Swanson or Trey Turner. I think there are other options out there uh, that Alex can do. Uh, here's another one uh, talking about Jock Peterson, uh, Joseph Recap. Wouldn't mind bringing back Peterson this offseason. I wouldn't either. But the roster is so tight. We're going to talk about the 40-man roster here later this week. Uh, the roster is so tight. And again, I mentioned the, the minor league players the Braves need to add to protect from the Rule 5 draft. Uh, it's just, it's just so it's going to be so hard to make really any moves before you make subtractions. The Braves have to subtract players before they can add any at this point. Doc's fan says, let's be honest, already is the star of the team. Just Makes me laugh every time when the Braves are talking about making acquisitions or they call a player up and Heredia survives every time and stays on this roster just strictly to swipe some swords. And he does, you know, fills a defensive replacement that the Braves needed this year because of Ronald's health and not able to be out in the outfield. But yeah, I laugh, laugh every time when Heredia just survives a roster cut, it seems like. Uh, Joseph's recap also says, would love to have a healthy Aussie in 2023. Me too. Look, don't take me putting Aussie Albies in the good category instead of the super uh, superstar category as a slight. I love Aussie Albies, but I just I think that's fair based on you know his 2022 season. Uh, Josh Josh Ghetto, I want to read this one here. Says, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Matzik. I'd love to see AA sign him to a deal, buying out the last two Arb years at a discount. Maybe add a club option for a third year. I talked about this as well. I certainly hope so. Would love to see them do that with Matzik. I think he's earned it. The guy gave his arm for a World Series. You know, give him a million dollars this year, maybe three, four million dollars next year. And like you said, maybe even a team option for a year after that. I think I think he's earned it. And I think, you know, just giving him that respect, I think that would be the right thing to do. Um Ozzy and Ronnie feed off each other. So Oz being in the nine spot is actually a good idea. Look, I like it. Um, I just, with the, you know, obviously with the DH now, not having that pitcher spot there, it just kind of gives you a second leadoff hitter. And I think we just saw that with the Braves this year, whether you put Dansby down there, Michael Harris down there, Von Grissom down there, 
whoever they put in that nine spot, it just seemed to really get them get them going, and it seemed to make the offense go. So again, I, I kind of like the idea of having Ozzy there, especially against right-handed pitchers. He's obviously much better against lefties hitting from the right side. So I think especially against righties, I think maybe you bat Ozzy ninth. I think that might be the spot for him. Uh, if we do sign Trey Turner, we have we would have the most dangerous lineup in baseball. Certainly from an offensive standpoint, I do worry about Trey Turner defensively. But yeah, I mean, look, Trey Turner's a great player. Uh, he's power, speed, he has it all. Uh, would certainly certainly would not mind it. Um, World Baseball Classic this March. Thanks for mis- mentioning that as well. Uh, Joseph Reescap, that is coming up this March. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of good players. Mike Trout's there. That's all I needed. I'm on board. Uh, you got the the World Cup this December, uh, November, I think. And then you got the uh, World Baseball Classic after that. So a lot of international clashing going on. Um, hey to Greg Brownfield. Uh, Manny Pena, Josh Ghetto brought up Manny Pena. Thanks for for adding that in there. Uh, Manny Pena, I'd put him in that role player category. He's a backup catcher. Uh, I'd also put him in that tradable category. I think he is somebody who does get traded this offseason. Wonder what the season would look like without the shift next year. This question from Joseph Recap. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, and I don't think anybody knows. I think that's going to be something we're going to see teams adjust on the fly. I wonder how it affects players in free agency this year, players who are dead pool hitters who maybe have seen their average drop because of the shift. Um, do teams go after those players more now? I think it's going to be very interesting. I think we're going to have to learn that on the fly a little bit. Docs fan says, I wonder if AA goes after Rodon uh, since he opted out today. I think a lot of teams are going to go after Carlos Rodon. I don't think the Braves are going to be one of them. I think he's going to get a bigger deal than what Alex Antopoulos feels comfortable giving Carlos Rodon because he's going to get multiple years. Typically, when Alex is signing a veteran pitcher like that, especially one with the injury history of Carlos Rodon, I don't see him giving a lot of years, three, four years, which what he's probably going to get. Typically, AA going after those veteran pitchers, it's on a, a one-year deal at a high AB, something like that. Um, and Joseph Recap, talking about the um, – the trade uh, said Spain had an ERA above five. So, yeah, I mean, obviously not going to give up much there for Sam Hilliard. Um, bad thing is that Dancy Swanson still uses Casey Close as his agent. Look, it's going to be one thing I'll say. Uh, I talked earlier how Alex Antopoulos moves quick in the offseason. They get in these offseason negotiations, and Dansby's side is still holding firm. There's no movement. Look, don't sleep on Alex pivoting and going and getting something done, especially if, you know, Correa comes off the market and Trey Turner comes off the market. You know, don't sleep on Alex. He will pivot. You want to you want to call his bluff? You want a Freddie Freeman situation all over again? I would not call that man's bluff. He will pivot. He will go get something and he'll get something good. I do believe in that. Um next year We'll have a fully healthy Acuna again. I certainly hope so. Look, I'm I'm so excited for the – I know he won bounce-back player of the year based on player voting, uh, but I think next year is going to be the real bounce-back year for Ronald Acuna Jr. Is my, are Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna be top three best duo in outfield – or outfielders in MLB? I, I certainly think so, uh, especially when Acuna's back full healthy. Um, I think that's going to be a really fun outfield to watch. 
Tyler Anderson more seem more like an AA type than Rodon, I guess. Either one would be a good addition, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see him maybe taking a smaller deal for a fourth, fifth starter, maybe a Drew Smiley type deal, a one-year deal at maybe a $10 million AAV. I know people didn't like the Drew Smiley deal, but I could see Alex doing something like that rather than giving somebody like Rodon a three-, four-year deal. You know, Alex in his tenure has been more about giving a, a high AV one-year deal rather than a multi-year deal. Uh, last question here from Juan Soto joining the chat tonight. He says, is Dansby in his prime? Uh, Dansby will play next year at 29, so he is definitely still in his prime. Um, but obviously, we're looking at a five-, six-year deal. Um, so you still feel good about the next three to four years of Dansby. But one thing you got to consider with Dansby is his biggest asset is his defense. And that's typically the first thing to go. And the biggest thing about his defense is his range, which is certainly the first thing to go for aging shortstop. So that's got to worry you a little bit. If he doesn't continue to hit like he did in 2022, the defensive range starts to decline. You're left with a 20 plus million dollar a year player who's declining. Um, and that's obviously always a risk anytime you're signing a player in their their late 20s, early 30s to a long-term deal. That's why Alex wasn't that comfortable going to six years on Freddie Freeman for that very reason. So look, there's risk in all these and all these deals. But Dansby Swanson still should, you know, still should pretty much be in his prime for the next three or four years. And I'll, we'll take this one last question here. Is Duval still under contract? He is not. Adam Duval is a free agent. And I do think he's somebody that perhaps the Braves look to to sign. Um, could be later in the offseason if nothing else works out and they wanted to create a platoon, you know, with Duvall, Rosario, something like that. Uh, I could see them bringing back Duvall. In my mind, Duvall and Rosario are both bench players at this point. They're both role players, not starters, but put them together. Maybe you get a starting left fielder. Uh, but Duvall is a free agent to answer your question. All right, a bit long-winded tonight, but I appreciate all the comments and questions. Great discussions there. We're getting into the offseason. This is the fun stuff, so I'm glad you're here joining me for that. Uh, looking forward to this all offseason. Make sure you do join the streams live every time I do go live, and I'll let you know when that's going to happen. Thanks for all the comments, whether you're in chat section live, whether you're watching the replay and leaving a comment down in the YouTube section. I do appreciate all the support. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make sure you give Lockdown MLB your second listen. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team, talking about the biggest stories from around the league, have everything covered this offseason, talking about every team out there. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 